This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Welcome back, all you Lost fans. For those who are here for the first time, welcome to the episode. If you're here returning, welcome back. This time, we're finally going to find out what the crap did Kate do uh, to have a marshal bother her. And uh, that's how this episode is. What Kate did, we're going to get in a little bit in just a second. But I am Mike, and I have with me Corey. What's up, bud? Oh, not much, man. I am just, I'm dying to know what Kate did. I've been thinking about it so much. Actually, oh, no, I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot about did. this completely. I, I cared about it a lot last season, but I, no, I want to, I want to know what she did. Okay. But I'm doing good. How, how are you, Mike? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing yeah. pretty good. And uh, somebody else who should be doing as good as well, too, I, I believe, is uh, Mr. Steven, sir. What's going on? Oh, not much. Do you mean to tell me that, that we don't already know what Kate did? I thought she was on the run because she robbed that bank to steal that toy airplane. Is that is that not why she was on the run? <laughs> no, no. No, oh, what man. she did was a little more explosive. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, these jokes are really corny and dad jokes tonight. Uh, but, uh, but we're doing pretty good, so uh, we're excited about talking about this episode... We hope you guys enjoyed the last episode of Collision, uh, and the next episode is a pretty good one too, but we'll talk about that at the end. There aren't really any show announcements or network announcements uh, that I can think of, uh, but um, hey, something fun before we get into this episode. Name one show you have been binging lately, Corey. <laughs> um, lost? <laughs> no, lost. I, I have not. <laughs> no, I, well, I mentioned last last episode that I have a friend who's watching through Lost for the first time, and so I've been binging these episodes because I want to be able to freshly uh, engage in the conversation as he's going through season seasons five and six. Uh, you know, I want to be able to answer any question. I feel very confident about the first four, but the last two, I don't think I rewatched quite as much. So. I one of the weirdest reasons I've rewatched Lost. But other than Lost, uh, I've been working my way through uh, The Last Dance right now, and I've been really enjoying that. Uh, the documentary on uh, Michael Jordan and his, his last season. The basketball player of all time. Yeah, so that that has been great. I think sports started up a little bit again, and I was like, all right, I'm into – I want to watch something about basketball. So it's been, a, it's been nice to have something to take your mind off of uh you know the the groundhog's day of uh, uh effect of 2020 so that's right that's right and uh hey steven what about what about you what's not something you've been binging lately on tv well i i've watched all these shows before but i've introduced my girlfriend to a few so we're we're bouncing back and forth between um community cougar mm-hmm. town Cougar Town and Heart of Dixie. So we're we're kind of doing we're working through all those at a pretty similar pace. Oh wow! Wow. That's Heart actually Heart clever. Is, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say I, I usually end up binging like the same thing, but that's actually kind of clever, especially with comedies to split up a couple different ones. It's like a regular week of watching TV. You don't just watch a ton of the same show yeah. normally. <laughs> Watch this and that and the other one. <laughs> so. Well, when wow. when Umbra- when Umbrella Academy came out, we we busted through that in about two days. And and part of me is still still I, I'm I'm a little old school on my TV. I don't necessarily like binging and knocking out a, a show at, at a time. I like to have a little bit of time between episodes to digest. I I still I would prefer my shows to come out once a week rather than all at the same time. But that's just me. Yeah, you definitely, like I said with my my friend here, he doesn't remember what happens in what episode because there's no spacing. It's all just one big movie to him. 
So there is something to, to splitting it up. I will say I love Community, one of my uh, favorite shows. You know, hmm. I just okay. I, I rewatched it. I think uh, about a year ago. Except for season four, that's that's a gaslit yeah. gear. Yeah, <laughs> just skip the whole season. Yeah, see, we actually just finished season four, and it's not as bad as I remember. It, it, it had its moments. Season six was terrible. Whoa, whoa, let's the not one, go that the, far. The one where Yahoo had to make the episodes. Yeah. Come on, guys. Those ones. Were... I really thought Yahoo Screen was gonna take off, but it it, it no. did not. <laughs> it's one hit wonder. Uh, are you binging right. binging anything, Mike? You know, I am I am bouncing back and forth like Steven too. Um, I'm you know, the Arrowverse shows are off for, you know, the fall, so we won't see them again until January. You know, Walking Dead comes back here in a few in about a month or a month and a half or so. Um, I'm actually currently binging through that seventy show. So we're going through that one again, as well as nice. Smallville. Oh, that would that would be fun. So when, when I want a little bit serious tone, I'm going Smallville. But when I want something like, you know, I just need to laugh. Um, I'm going to do that that 70s show just because. I have to say, if I go back and watch Smallville and I still like it as much as I did when I first did, that would be, I mean, that would be amazing. Because I haven't watched it in years. Oh, I still but love I, it. I, I was I just thought... Go ahead. I've thought about rewatching Smallville, but that is that's a major undertaking of time because that was back when when you had what twenty four episode twenty four hour long episodes a season and like ten seasons. That's a lot of it's a lot of TV right there. (laughs) I I just started season five. Um, That's like the last of the good seasons. By the time this episode airs, it'll be like a couple weeks ago. So I'll hopefully be done with season five by the time this episode actually airs. After five, they kind of go downhill, but there's still some good moments. Really? I think that's when they really start to pick up. Oh, really? Oh, well, also, I was just at my my parents' house a couple weeks ago, and I found my old uh, collection of of things I I haven't taken with me. Of course, uh, weird <laughs> movies or whatever. But I have there's like five seasons of Smallville sitting up there. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I still have oh, all yeah. those. The first, well, look, we could, the first five. <laughs> we could keep talking about shows like this all the time. Matter of fact, we can go like 49 days talking about uh, all these shows. And uh, but you know what? We're here to talk about some Lost. And 49, speaking of which, is how many days our Losties have been on the island? See, look, that's 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 the, there's the perfect segue. That was a great show. segue. I know. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm very humble about it. Um, so <laughs> there's some, uh, I, there's some information I need to cover here. <laughs> there, there, there's, there, there's no previously on loss. We didn't get previously a previously on loss. On loss it says my name next to it, but there's it no information. It's not available on the show notes. <laughs> and there a. was no, there was, why don't you just tell us real quick what happened last time on loss? There was a collision and Anna Lucia uh, was going to hold Saeed at gunpoint for a very long time and go live by herself in the jungle. But in the end, they all made up, and Anna Lucia went back to camp with everyone. Oh, and uh, if you missed, Shannon's dead. Shannon's dead. <laughs> I don't know if we've discussed that yet. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> just, oh, and Shannon's dead. Well, again, for episode four. I feel like this oh. is the fourth episode in a row. I mean, it is the fourth episode in a row where you're. it's it's part of the discussion of the episode. So, Oh, my. Oh my. Sorry. No, I think, I the first we, episode, we, we were really mournful, but now at this point, we don't even care. It's four episodes there, guys. Can we just bury her, please? Please? She's just kind of laying there in the jungle still. Can we just pick her up and bury her? Well, we we have we've been on that trilogy of episodes that you know the last three have all dealt with you know Shannon and the aftermath of Shannon being shot. So we're finally going to have some forward momentum tonight. I think we're we're moving on literally and figuratively from that. Mm-hmm. 
So tell us a little bit about this episode, then, Stephen, so we can move on with, um, <laughs> with, with 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 this with this podcast that we're probably ten minutes into right now, yeah. and we have yet to really discuss the episode. <laughs> All right. Well, this is season two, episode nine. Uh, it first aired November thirtieth, two thousand five. Directed by Paul Edwards. Written by Stephen Maida and Craig Wright. Kate begins to believe that she is going mad after she sees a black horse on the island similar Mm. to one from her past and hearing her father when speaking to Sawyer. Meanwhile, Echo shows Locke an interesting item. Interesting. Uh, Few facts about this episode. When Kate visits Sam Austin, a TV in the recruitment center shows Saeed being pushed into the back of a car. Sam knew Saeed when he was serving in Iraq during the Gulf War, as revealed in one of them. Uh, let's see. This episode I did, marks I the first. I did not catch that. That was interesting, actually. I didn't catch until after I saw that episode fact, and I went back and watched the episode. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. They're, uh, they're fond of putting things on the TV in the back ground of episodes I feel like you always got to kind of check out what's on the tv because it's usually related oh yeah uh let's see this episode marks the first time in the series where jen and Locke exchange dialogue the next time they would speak to each other wouldn't be until season five in the this place is death wow what a weird piece of information <laughs> has, i feel i, I almost just, feel cheated that this, this is, is true. It's funny. This is the first time that they actually exchange dialogue, and they don't do it again for another three seasons. Yeah, that's that's oh. strange. Um, I mean, I guess you could say it has to do with Jin not speaking English. But you know, here, I thought John Locke was this guy that that you know went around speaking his wisdom to everyone. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Uh, but presum- presumably they had conversations off screen at some point. So, okay. <laughs> I'm sure Locke needed a fish at some point. Or Jen needed some boar. Ah, oh, yes. The old fish boar market. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go, so, guys. So should we uh, talk about the episode? <laughs> let's talk about... Yo, we have already derailed this episode. Um, let's talk about this um, this episode, some episode moments in that we have. Um, any that really stand out to you all? Well, I I feel like we had a lot happen before the you know before the big lost um, sign shows up. We had a lot happen, and the cold you know in the cold open of this show. We get the uh, we get the iconic shot of Jen and Son coming out of their tent, and you got Hurley giving Jen the old <laughs> thumbs up when yeah. as soon as Son looks away. <laughs> I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's like a, cl- a classic lost scene there. The um, conception of Gion. Yep, yep. Come on. <laughs> and then you know, I kind of forgot that that was juxtaposed to. Saeed digging the hole from Shannon. I mean, it kind of takes this really kind of happy moment, and then he's like, oh, wow, yeah, Saeed's burying Shannon at the same time. So that was an interesting interesting open. Um, yeah. And, of course, we then we find out what Kate did right at the very beginning of the episode after two years of waiting. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't just wait till let the end of the episode before we finally figured out um, what Kate actually, they actually finally just told us, Hey, this is what Kate did. Um, she went kaboom with somebody else. Um, so this, this is right. such a weird episode. I just have to say that up front. Like this is a very, I, I had a really difficult time analyzing this episode <laughs> because it's so different and the format is weird and you could say not a lot happens, but then again, there is a lot of interesting stuff that happens. And we do get some important answers in like Kate's backstory. Um, but I, I definitely I think the flashback is I mean, the, the on island story is the weirder story. The flashback is very clear and it actually tells a really good 
conc- you know, concise, uh, strong Kate uh, story. I mean, this kind of tells us more. This tells us more about Kate than like every other Kate episode combined, basically, <laughs> in my opinion, because they're so mysterious. You know, a lot of them. I mean, what do you guys yep. think of the actual the actual crime that she does? I mean, let's just let's just get it out there. What Kate did. She blew up her stepdad, or she thought was her stepdad, which was actually her her birth dad. And Hello. He, he is uh, an abusive father or abusive husband. And um, but yeah, clearly it's premeditated. And she took out a insurance policy on the house and then blew it up. I think we were we were just talking in the last episode about a poorly planned murder. Uh, that Anna Lucia did. I mean, this this is also not the best planning because it's pretty obvious that she uh, planned this well in advance. Yeah, the the taking out the light the how the insurance policy that is a dead giveaway right there. She definitely not the best plan. Well, maybe it was just coincidence. I mean, I'm just <laughs> trying to help her out a little bit. It could just been coincidence. Oh, I didn't know it was going to blow up. I was just taking another insurance policy out. Well, even the marshal says later, you know, he calls it amateur hour. He, he's, you know, it was not not the best plan by Kate. And um, but it's still the fact that her mom turned her in is a, you know, it's you wonder why Kate told her. But at the same time, I get you. You hope your mom will not turn you in, and the fact that she did—that was, you know, kind of a rough, rough thing to happen. Oh yeah, I, I honestly, I think the the crime itself, you know, the murder here, I I remember being a little let down when you actually find out what it was. Um, but I know I think I think it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely cold blooded in a way, but it also you you understand why she did it. I mean, so that's why it's it's one of those things where it's not totally satisfying because it doesn't it's such such a gray thing that it doesn't give you this conclusive feeling of like, oh, she really wasn't that bad or or no, she's definitely this bad person. <laughs> You're kind of like, oh, I feel <laughs> unsure about this. Uh, that being said, well, though. The scene you're talking about is great. Sorry, Mike. What well, were you it doesn't. Say? It doesn't. You know, the 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 crime itself doesn't make it seem like it was as big as they made it out to be in season one. I know. I know. Yeah. I know it sounds bad, but like, like when you're when you're thinking, "Well, my goodness, what did Kate did?" You know, maybe she went into a bank and accidentally killed like three people on accident, and that's why she's one and not. She blew up a a drunk, abusive father. Yeah, she seems more like a professional criminal in right. the way they portray her. And then this was kind of just a not random, but this is is something that you know, like any citizen could do. That you don't have to be this this crazy, <laughs> trained uh, um, criminal, and you don't even need to know how to use a gun or anything. It 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 did seem it just seemed very different than what I what I had expected. Emotionally, it makes for a really interesting story, though. Well, right. I think they started they started the episode out making making it seem pretty, you know, making you really understand why she did it. You know, I mean, they make this guy seem pretty awful, you know, hitting on his you think stepdaughter I mean, you you can you really can relate to Kate and understand why she did this. And then when you see her mom defends the guy, you know, I mean, you really feel for Kate. But then as the episode goes on, it kind of adds some layers to it when you find out that, you know, that she knew it seems like she knew that that was her actual dad. Um, you know, because she found out from, you know, from making the scrapbook for her the person she thought was her dad. So like it, it definitely kind of takes you on a bit of a journey from the start of the episode to where you end up with it. I don't, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah. I also feel like you're, it's, it's pretty inconsiderate to, inconsiderate to blow up your mom's <laughs> house and all of her stuff too. Though, well, I mean, she I did get, take out an insurance policy. <laughs> that's true. 
but I would still be mad if someone blew up my, <laughs> I'd be mad that someone, yeah, anyways, um, she's trying to protect her mom, but, um, obviously her mom feels different about it. And, and that's what makes this one of the, uh, most intense emotional stories. I actually think Kate, you know, Kate has a lot of flashbacks and they're hit or miss at times, but I think her relationship with her mom is really interesting and, uh, it continues to be really dynamic in future flashbacks as well. But I mean, like how intense is it when, you know, we find out her, her mom, you know, is going to turn her in. I think, you know, later on we find out, um, we see her do this again when she wants, you know, calling for help, you know, and stuff. But, but this relationship is, is it's heartbreaking is what it is because Kate thought she was doing this great favor to her mom and now her mom can never look at her the same. I think, yeah, the diner scene I think is, is one of my, those like, like most memorable flashback moments when she goes there, not the actual killing, but when she goes there afterwards and you can tell she has this like remorse, but at the same time she thinks it's all going to be all right. And it just immediately blows up in her face. And her mom is like, what do you th- like? You're a psycho. You, you <laughs> murdered, you you murdered him up. and you took out an uh, insurance policy. You said blows up. <laughs> what? what did I say? No, she blows up. You said up. blows up. <laughs> oh, that's bad. I should laugh at that. But, uh. <laughs> I mean, no, but you're right though. That, that 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 is that is definitely one of the scenes that that does stick out to me in Kate's background on any of her flashbacks is the fact that you know she goes to there, she's thinking she helped her mom because, and her mom tries to cover it up. Oh no, no, and she said, "Mom, don't." And then she said, "Well, you won't have to worry about him anymore." And her mom just looks at her and is like, "Katie, what did you do?" You know, in that moment of what did you do, and um. Yeah, that that's a very memorable scene. Well, I mean, it, the when the first time we met Kate's mom, and she was in the hospital, Kate was trying to get in to see her, and then when she finally does get a see her, she you know she looks terrified and she screams. So you you know we you've been wondering for a while why her mom had that reaction to her, and now we finally get that answer. As to you know why her mom reacted that way, um, like I guess I mean obviously I, I think it you know her mom comes across pretty bad in that first moment and I I I don't know I you know it it's still I'm not a big fan of Kate's mom I mean I don't know what you guys say. I, I think she comes does across she as a gets, pretty unli- unlikable does, does character. She get added to the list of Susan. She's not Susan level, but <laughs> she's, she's not that level. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's up there, but you, I still think no matter what your kid does, you you don't turn your you don't turn your kid into the to the cops, even if they do blow up your blow house. Up their dad, right? Yeah, I see. I hear, I hear what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I, I feel you. I she she may she might not be on Susan level, but I was never a huge fan of of Kate's mom. Obviously, who, who, go, go ahead. ahead. I was oh, say, I was obviously, Kate's uh, Kate's dad. <laughs> uh, we go. Uh, Kate's dad is kind of painted as the the parent that she is closer with. Um, and she does have yeah. a good relationship with, well, not really her dad, but who who she thought was her birth dad, but is actually not her Step dad. Back. I mean, it, it's still her dad, you know. But right, that, and and that there, I don't know if we, if we want to skip ahead that far, but that was a heartbreaking scene too. When when he you know started crying and saying, you know, I wanted to take you with me, yeah, but your mom wouldn't let me. I mean, you know, he tried. He knew she was in a bad situation and he wanted, you know, he wanted the help, but he, you know, and he wasn't able to. So, I mean, you really felt for him and, you know, even knowing the position he was in now where he knew he was going to have to, you know, Call let people police. know that she had been there. I mean, you, I, I felt really 
bad for him in that spot. Um, even though he did get in a little dig to to her about, you know, I didn't, I don't have murder in my heart. You know, that's kind of a kind of a cold line there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kate, very cold. Kate, re- Kate really took a took a she was a punching bag this episode from between the marshal and her mom and her dad. I mean, she was she was getting it from all angles. Yeah. Well, well, since we're talking about the flashback, let's just let's let's talk about uh, the marshal a little bit. I think this it's he's this is a great uh, you know side character, great flashback character. He's he's one of the the ones you remember because he's in like one of the first you know couple flash. Well, technically he's on the island too. He was a real you know real uh, survivor uh, ever so briefly. But yeah, he's a great character, and I love getting to see the the beginning of their relationship where he's talking crap uh in line behind her and then they you know they swarm and, and they catch her and of course kate gets away with another uh kind of a lucky car accident situation man in black <laughs> horse horse in black horse in black yeah. or jacob just you know well, orchestrating it so she gets away I mean, if we've learned anything, it's do not try to transport Kate in in a vehicle anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Even if she's locked up, it's not going to end well for the person driving. Nope. Nope. We saw what happened to the old man. But yeah, I, I do. I do like the fact that this is the first time we do get to meet the marshal, and we haven't really seen the marshal since like the first couple episodes of season one. Um. Because he, of course, in case you haven't listened, he died in season one, everybody. Um, so it was good to see him again in the character of the Marshal, for sure. Uh, so let's talk about the next big thing in the episode, Sawyer's confession of love for Freckles. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a big moment. I always, I, I remember this as a very important moment. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wrote down here my notes the the famous Sawyer, I love her line because he you know he mumbles it under his breath, <laughs> and Jack's like crap. <laughs> Jack's reaction is very weird. <laughs> I don't really, I don't even know what to make of his reaction. That's why Jack tried tried, tried to sneak a kiss with Kate because he knew that once Sawyer really got back together again, he was going to go after Kate. So Jack's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get this kiss before she goes for Jack. Before she goes for Sawyer." That's what he was thinking. Jack, Jack definitely went on an emotional roller coaster this episode between finding out Sawyer loved her to then her kissing him and then running away. I mean, you know, Jack had kind of a confusing episode. <laughs> he did, and Jack was really just trying to to, to do his best. <laughs> I don't think Jack really did anything wrong this episode. He was a pretty good, pretty good leader. He goes down job to the Jack. funeral. He, he yeah, I think he did a good job. So, okay, overall, this this is like a very bizarre. So you have this flashback that's all about Kate and her backstory, and it's such a strange on island story for the main for the character of the episode because there's a lot of other characters that are doing. Um, seemingly more interesting thing, or at least actually like kind of going and doing things where Kate is, is on this emotional roller coaster feeling this guilt. And it's an interesting episode because with the flashback, sometimes the characters are not uh, experiencing any sort of memories that are related to the flashback. And then sometimes they are like really experiencing um, a lot of related stuff and in this episode, it's almost like she's actually affected by the memories because she's because the the horse is 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 from um, you know the night she gets away from the marshal, and then her re- interactions with Sawyer are directly related to Wayne and his death. So it's it's so intertwined, um, and I I totally forgot that about this episode. To to be honest, all I remembered was the horse and the flashback. So. Do you guys have any any thoughts on on the horse or any or any of that that I was just saying? Do we do we want to dig into the horse? Do we, it was the man in black. We already know who it, it is. I mean, come on. 
Is Are that, we sure? Is that your? Is that your? No. To, to be honest, I think it was a. I think it was a combination of. I really do think it was a combination of though the Man in Black because we know that the Man in Black can you know from later seasons, we know that he can take different shapes. Um, we know he can take control of different people. Um, we see him take control of Locke, you know, back in season one. And then again, when Locke goes back to the island after he's dead. Um, and then we see, I think it was a mixture of the man in black, but as well as exhaustion. Like, I think if she was really, a, if she had not gotten sleep for days and she was constantly over Sawyer, I think eventually, you know, exhaustion and hallucination was going to set in. But it, I think but it so. wasn't fake because Sawyer sees it at the end. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I feel like they they want you to think they they're tr- they're trying to mess with the viewer. To, you think it's in her head, but then she yeah. Then at the end, she goes up and touches it, and Sawyer sees it. So then they're telling you, no, this is really a horse that's here. And it, to me, it's one of those things. I don't feel like we ever really got an answer. I mean, you know, your man in black might might be the answer but i don't think we you know we were ever specifically told that um my assumption was the man black but i don't know if we've ever been um totally informed that the man in black can be animals i didn't or i i I just don't know if it's ever mentioned really and I, i guess my question is if it is the man in black what is his motivation here like a lot of times we see the man in black becoming somebody to lead someone somewhere or or to get something to happen. But to me, this was just so random and and to what Kate was going through. But it didn't really seem like anything from this would have benefited the man in black that I could think of. I mean, any thoughts along those lines? Well, Kate did find a lot of mangoes. I don't know. Or was that Man before? Man just needed a Love snack. Mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted oh. to be pet. <laughs> pet. I, I do love again that we see uh, apparently the actress um, who played Kate liked climbing trees, so they continue finding ways to get her to climb trees in the show, just because she did, just because she was good at it and oh, liked doing it. Funny. So, yeah, she, she does, does her own tree. Cl- she does her own tree climbing. She she climbs a tree at the beginning of season six too. Remember when they when they flash forward in time, she's in a tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say maybe I'm thinking when did she last see the smoke monster? In the finale of season one, in Exodus, which would have been what like five days earlier, uh, they or or less maybe. She they encounter the the smoke monster in the jungle, and I feel like it kind of like gets a look at her, like she actually okay. sees it. So did maybe she ever did she ever get a stand? I have what? the answer. The good. We yeah. were just stalling for Mike to get the answer. Yes, of course. When you we, when you don't know the answer, you go to Wic, you go to Lostpedia, <laughs> and here's what Lostpedia says: Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. So you know that's you know. The, the 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 heads said they classified the horse as undead in a podcast and category they otherwise reserve for forms of the man in black. All right, interesting. Okay, so it is the man in black messing with Sawyer and Kate. That's it. Well, I mean, if you're gonna mess with somebody, they picked or the man in black picked a good time because it really does screw with Kate because she just is totally messed up like the rest of the episode. And I, I'm still thrown off by the moment where, where Sawyer like reaches out and chokes her. Like I totally forgot about that. And it's a lot more, uh, you know, and, uh, was that, was that in her head? Cause I, I found, I was confused no. a lot. the, I never that really was the knew. Man in black too. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's here's my thought. Maybe Sawyer is was on the verge of dying. Was the Man in Black trying to like 
you know, infect him. Like he infects Saeed and stuff, but it, 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 like it didn't take. So you just had that one instance of, um, kind of taking over Sawyer for a moment. I, I mean, it's a lot more alarming than I remember it being. Cause yeah, it's intense. And he, and, and Kate freaks out as, as you probably would. And Sawyer falls down and she just leaves and doesn't care about the button, which I think is very unformed for Kate's character. (laughs) (laughs) I I do. I think it's unclear through this episode. A lot of times what's actually happening when it comes to Sawyer, like because Sawyer is so in and out of consciousness. Um, So, you know, he, he says, I love her. Like, was that, was that actually hit, you know, did he know what was going on there? And then he kind of wakes up mid confession from Kate later on in the episode. So I thought the whole Sawyer in and out of consciousness thing was confusing. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I could see that too. Um, I just figure I just attributed of his body's fighting off a fever. So he's he's he'd be in and out. Yeah, I think this episode is confusing because you have Kate apparently dealing with, um, you know, remorse over her past. And then she's also it seems like she's very upset about Sawyer being injured and she's got these feelings for Jack. So it's really, you know, and she's thinking about Wayne. So it's really hard to to figure out what scene is, is, uh, you know, related to which of those things. It's like, um, you know, the love triangle, oh, it's, you know, it can be annoying at times, but this episode, it doesn't come on quite as strong because there's a lot more, uh, a lot more other detailed, uh, you know, drama be- beyond just the, the love and stuff. Cause you've got Sawyer who's, yeah, him going in and out of consciousness adds another another layer to it. And then Kate ab- abandoning him, um, which they don't really fully address, is is pretty interesting, too. Of course, Locke comes back and saves the day, gets the gets the the numbers put in and he can't help but do one of them wrong just to make it a little more intense. <laughs> Dang it, Locke, you had one job. <laughs> I I did get a kick out of the fact that that Jack and Locke come in at the same time and see Sawyer on the ground and see the button beeping. And then Locke just keeps asking Jack all these questions. Like, where's Kate? What's go? And he keeps asking. And I just think if you're Jack, you got to say like, we walked in here at the exact same, you have the exact (laughs) same amount of information that I do. And Locke just keeps asking him questions. And that was just, that really jumped out at me. It's like, Jack doesn't know either. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the new orientation film? I, I, I think it's kind of cool. It's a yeah. little disappointing, to be honest. <laughs> the actual the actual film, like the, the scene itself is cool. Steven, what do you think? What were you going to say? Well, I can say, to me, any time there's an orientation film, I think it really is a is a viewer who enjoyed the mysteries and stuff like i think these orientation films are always fascinating um but when i was watching so much was going on in this episode that to me i actually paused it and looked at the time and that you know there was still quite a bit of the episode left and all this had happened and we hadn't even got to this the story of the you know, the lost footage of the orientation. Like, I really feel like a lot happened this episode, but I, I'm a sucker for Mr. Echo. I'm a sucker for John Locke telling a story. And here you had Mr. Echo telling John Locke a story. And my God, that was a great scene. I mean, the, the, the comedic element, you know, in the beginning, you know, he talked about 2000 <laughs> years before Christ. And, and Locke said, when you mean the beginning, you mean the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you I think mean, he's about to talk about the plane crash, like the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes 2000 years before Christ. <laughs> that was way, so way funny. back then that day. <laughs> 
but oh, it's going to take a while to catch up to uh, present time <laughs> with this story, huh? And it, like it's part of it's it's like the man of faith has kind of met his match here, and I don't know about you. I, while I loved Mr. Echo's story, I thought that it was interesting that John Locke didn't know this story because to me it seemed like we just continues for the last year and a half. John Locke knows everything. Like he knows something about everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he, this is a story that John Locke would know and tell. So to me, it was just surprising that he said he had he didn't know this story. I I don't know. Mm. I thought that I thought that one kind of surprised me that he didn't know this story. Well, yeah, maybe, well, well. The problem is if the story was written after the man in black came to the island, he may not have known. So oh, when he took goodness. over Locke, then he he he, may, he he wouldn't have known. So this, this story was so old that it may have predated the man in black. This was an old story, but man in black is pretty old as well. So I'm not sure who's older, but sad. Oh, but anything I love else the, before we get to the final scene? Well, I just I just love the reveal of the actual the film reel in there. Yeah, because we as an audience don't know that's in there yet, right? No, no. And to see Locke, he he doesn't question anything. He just starts to open the book. The answers is something of great value uh, within. And yeah, I think I think the video itself is fun. Like like Stephen was saying, it's always cool to see these videos pop up. I, I do remember, and I still think like there's not really a lot of interesting information in this video, but it's it's kind of cool. And it's it's cool seeing him give these like warnings and talk about the incident more. But most of it is talking about the computer, and you know the the computer, which we get the tease at the end of Michael on there. It's not. I feel like that never really goes anywhere that interesting to me, but that's just that's just my opinion on it. Overall, I like I like the unfolding of these of these mysteries. Um, I wanted to say one more thing about Kate. I think it's a it's interesting that they chose her as the character who really has the weirdness of the island, like finally get to someone. But I mean, I'm glad they did. It worked out really well. But basically, they could have chosen some other any number of characters where at a certain point, all this weird crap happening, there's smoke monsters, you're seeing things that either people that are either dead or things that shouldn't be there, like a horse that you know. Uh, I I think that eventually there's a breaking point where you're going to just start losing it and you're not going to be able to handle everything. And that's what happens you know, to Kate here. And then she kind of brings, you know, Sawyer into the fold at the end. Very weird kiss with her and Jack. Did we talk about that at all? Is there anything that needs to be said? No, that's, I gotta say that, that kiss weird. That, that was weird. I gotta say that was one of the more awkward first kisses you've ever seen. And this, this is like the two lead characters of your show. And they've kind of teased this, connection they've had since the pilot episode you know since you know he she helped sew up his his wound they've really you know been teasing this jack and kate romance and we finally get a kiss out of it and it is not what you would expect you know it's she literally runs away afterwards and just leaves him trying to figure (laughs) out what in the world's going on yeah it was just not the way you expected these two to, to to kiss for the first time. So I thought that was really interesting in the same episode where Sawyer admits he loves her. And um, yeah, I don't know. Well, so, so the last thing obviously is uh, the computer, you know, I don't really remember what ends up happening with this, but isn't this just, it's not actually Walt. It's like a, it's just the computer. Screwing no, with it's, Michael. it's, no, it's, it's Walt. Oh, okay. It is Walt. Yeah. Well, I, I, cause I looked it up too, because I wanted to make sure, um, I looked it up after I watched it, but I'm pretty sure it was Walt. Um, let me see. I know. I know. It leaves you as a viewer. You're wondering: 
is this Walt or is it the others setting a trap pretending yeah. to be Walt? Um, right. But I would say, like, as far as episode ending cliffhangers go, this this one's pretty far up there for me. I mean, this was a really interesting way to end this episode. Damon Lindelof did confirm on The Secrets of Lost, which was a Blu-ray special feature, that it is indeed Walt on the other side of the um, on the other side of the on the other side of the computer. Oh, okay. Room 23 or something like that? Something like that. I, I don't remember um, everything, but yeah. So he did confirm that it was Walt on there. At first, they th- everybody thought it was the others communicating with Michael, but it actually is Walt. Well, I think this this season actually does a great job of, of pacing and moving things forward. I know sometimes it feels slow. Um, I mean, even this episode is a slower-paced episode. <laughs> But when you're looking at the the long seasons of the first three seasons, 20-some episodes, I think this one does a really good job of building towards something. And then it kind of plateaus like at a weird spot near the end of the season. But I, I definitely think we get some good season-long arcs. And like probably the biggest oh, yeah. one is Michael and Walt. So that that is going to continue to drive the season forward. Oh, yeah. Anything else that you all had? I think um, that's it for me. What one other little moment that was that was kind of fun was Jen finally gets his handcuff off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not cuts off the handcuff that has been on since I don't know what was that the third or fourth ep- I mean it's been on for a long time. And, oh yeah. Uh, finally gets it off. Has a fun little. Uh, you know, a little moment with Michael there is since Michael's the reason he's had it on. So I thought that was a really nice moment. This is like a, good. he's like a new character. Now he doesn't have the handcuff. It's a rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> new chin. <laughs> oh, I, I think this is possibly all, the same scene as maybe the first time we hear about the blast doors as well. Michael's kind of checking the architect. Michael is checking the structure and notices the blast doors that Locke has not noticed. Mm. Um, so those, as we know, will come into play in the future. Yeah, you know, of course, I, all, I, all Locke is worried about is that computer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I felt pain just watching them point out the blast doors because I can only think of Locke's leg getting crushed. <laughs> yeah, I just and I've I don't know I've had a knee injury so like when I think of the things in that area it just makes me it's kind of squeamish. Stupid blast doors. Anytime Locke gets his leg hurt, it's not fun. They make Squishy it as uncomfortable as possible. You know what else is uncomfortable? Shannon's funeral in this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, the, yeah. There is a lot that happened in this episode. There is a lot going on. Um, and it flowed well. It did. Yeah. Saeed right. gave a, a nice little talk, and then it kind of trailed off, and he ran away. And then everybody's kind of like, "Do we stay here?" Or I, I gotta say that this uh, this eulogy, I still think that you know the the big controversy of whether whether Shannon should have been with Saeed in the church at the end. I to me this eulogy kind of solidifies my thought that yeah he he ended up with the right person. Mm. Shannon Shannon was his you know he fell in Soulmate. love with Shannon on the island. He does Nadia, say he loves her. You're out of you're out of here Nadia. It's it's Shannon. Whoa. Whoa. Steven just threw down the daggum gauntlet. <laughs> That's a great point. We're going to have to bookmark this for when we're talking about Season six and remember this moment. My goodness, Steve just I think it down. I, I, I think I think this is a, I think it was a really good funeral. I think Sai, you really the actor did a great job of making you feel the pain he was feeling giving that eulogy. I thought he did a really good job. I also like the the extended moment afterwards where Jack you know, drops the dirt down and, and says, you know, rest in peace. And then they just kind of let the camera linger there while, you know, maybe five more people are kind of proceeding through putting, throwing, you know, the soil down in there. 
And I loved it. I love that scene too, but I love the fact that you could still see Saeed walking away in the background. You know, it's up at the top of the screen. Yeah. And you, you, Saeed just keeps walking as these people are throwing dirt on there. I thought that, that was a really good, that was good. film scene. That's good. All right. Well, let's go to our in memoriam section. So, in memoriam, we had one death tonight. Um, and no, it's not Shannon. She died three episodes ago. <laughs> Um, but this episode we lost Wayne Jensen, the the father of Kate. Another character to blow up on Lost. <laughs> That's right. We, Sorry, we barely knew we barely knew you, Wayne. Oh, That's right. I think you got a little Wayne on you there. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> With that in mind, let's talk about our 15 to 16 seconds overall thoughts on the episode. Steven, why don't you go first, man? All right. Um this there was a lot going on this episode and I really liked all of it. I got to say, I had a great, good Kate a good flashback for Kate. Um the the Mr. Echo story time really made the episode for me with the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> I, I watched that show. <laughs> I, oh. I like, I, I'll listen to him or John Locktilla's story any day. And, nice. uh, I, there's a lot going on this episode, but I really enjoyed all of it. I, that was a very good, ep- I, I, re- I like this episode more than I remember liking it. Good. Good. Corey, what about you? Yeah, I, I think this is, it's hard to say, it, it's one of those episodes you forget about. I remembered it just as being the uh, the flashback for Kate about her, you know, her, her murderous past. Um, but no, it's, it's a good episode. It's a it's a weird episode. Uh, Kate's horse is the other thing that always stands out. But it was actually a lot more, there's a lot more that happens in it than I than I remembered. And it, it's structured in a unique way, but it's it's a fun episode. I um, and it definitely has you thinking at different points, and it's still uh, a little bit of a mind bender all these years later. So I like I like that part of it that you have to try to piece things together, and you know you're trying. We're still discussing some of these mysteries today, so that makes it fun too. Absolutely, I uh, I, I like this episode too. Um, it it gives it a. I love finally finding out what Kate actually did do. Um, that was probably one of the biggest highlights for me on this episode. Um, Echo and Locke get 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 together. Uh, their conversations. I always like those two when they're in a room together. Um, so overall, it was a pretty uh pretty good episode. Pretty good episode. All right. Well, let's uh move on to our twenty three point rating system, uh, where we rate rate things between one and twenty three. And this week, we're going to be rating the episode between one and twenty three. Film reels hidden in Bibles. So, um, Mike, what? Do you, how many? How many film reels you got here? I thought you were gonna do like pieces of Wayne Jensen, like blown up <laughs> on you. <laughs> One out of twenty-three. Wow, that's a little morbid. Uh, I know we, now, now I've got you doing it. Too. <laughs> I know all three of us. A oh morbid. boy. So film reels hidden in the Bible. I get this one uh, kind of like I did last episode. 19 out of 23 film reels hidden in the Bible. Excellent. Okay, 19. So, Stephen, where are you at? Um, I'm a little higher. I gave this one 21 out of 23 film reels hidden in Bibles. Um, I was definitely higher on this episode than I thought I would be. I, I really liked it. Yeah, and well, I feel like the low man now, though I do really like this episode, but I'm going to go with uh, 18 out of 23 film reels. Yeah, I think this is a, this is like one of those sneaky good episodes where people remember it for these weird reasons, you know, certain reasons and um, don't remember it being as good as it actually is. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, that's it for our uh, film reels hidden in Bibles. Uh, Steven, uh, do you have any... Uh, any new additions to the the dictionary? I'm excited about. You know what? Sy- Sawyer is finally talking again, so we finally get some momentum on the Sawyer's Name Dictionary. 
the total freckle count has moved from five to six. We get, yeah. we get a freckles. About time. I was very excited when I actually heard it. Like, yes, we get to add to this section. Oh, oh, I, can, I, I can edit that section now. <laughs> it wasn't until the very end, too. Yeah, we get we get a lot of mumbles from Sawyer, but we do finally get a a freckle. All right, we we got some pop culture connections. Um, a lot. The title of this episode refers to the 1872 book "What Katie Did" by Susan Coolidge. Interesting. Um, th- this book tells the story of Katie Carr from the American Midwest, who has a life similar to young Kate. Katie is a tomboy from Ohio, always getting in trouble in fights, but wishing to be beautiful and loved. An accident makes her, but the recovery eventually teaches her to be good and as kind as she has always wanted. Uh, so that, that I thought was kind of interesting. It has a happy um, ending. <laughs> and then Kate was wearing a Janis Joplin t-shirt at the beginning. Um and- she blew up old Wayne. Um, the End of the World by Skeeter Davis was being played at the cafe. And what would a Kate episode be without some Patsy Cline? We got Walking After Midnight. Um, we know how Kate loves her Patsy Cline. Um, Charlie compared the Taylor's trip to The Lord of the Flies. Um, we've heard Good book, by the way, if you the haven't read it yet, buddy. And, of course, a, a pretty well-known book of the Bible, uh, which Echo told a lovely story about and uh, presented Locke with the Bible that complained, contained the slice of the missing orientation film. All right. Um, Mr. Echo told that story about Josiah, which um, you know was a, a true story if Mr. Echo may not have got it exactly right, but it's, you know... Basically, a, 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 true, a true story from um, when Josiah rebuilt the temple with the Book of Law. The story can be found in 2 Kings 22 in the Old Testament. Um, the Book of Law that is referred to in that passage is apparently the Mosaic Law that existed at the time. Um, there's a The book Hindsight by Peter Wright can be seen on the shelf near the bed where Sawyer recovers. Um, and also on there is the book After All These Years by Susan Isaac. My goodness, that's a lot of uh, connections in this episode. By the way, uh, because of this show, I actually went and read the Lord of the Flies book because I had never read it before. So thank you, Lost, for making me a literary you know, reader. I have to say I've never read it, so I'm gonna have to. It's interesting. Have to take a look. It's interesting. All right, and on our next uh, episode, we're gonna dig a little bit more into the uh, into a biblical theme with the twenty third Psalm. The twenty third Psalm. It is the Mister Echo centric episode. So we're gonna get some echo love in the next episode. Uh, all right. Well, uh, in closing, hey, guys, you can follow us on Twitter um, at RetroZapped is the main network at Lost Rewatch Pod is our podcast. Instagram at Previously on Lost Podcast on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Previously on Lost. You can find me at the DC Mike. We can find Stephen Ware. Good, sir. I am on Twitter at Lucky13Steve. And Corey, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Original Mav. And you can find all of us over on the RetroZap Discord. Go to RetroZap.com for more details about that. Please, you guys got anything please else? come talk. Please come talk to us. We need please we inter- interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We let us know what you think. We we'd love to hear it. Absolutely, absolutely. And y'all got any more thoughts before we head on out? No, I'm right. stoked stoked for uh, the Echo episode. I didn't realize that was next. Oh, freak yeah. This is where it gets really good in the season. 
and crappy at the same time. Could uh, could the twenty third Psalm get a twenty three out of twenty three rating? That would be crazy. Ooh, I don't think any episode, but the pilot has gotten a high rating. I think X didn't didn't Exodus didn't we go twenty three? I think yeah, I think I did twenty three on that. Remember, I, I will I will say I'm looking forward to the next one. Twenty third Psalm was the first episode of Lost that I watched. It, it got me hooked on this show, and I am excited to talk about it. Going so, down memory lane. So this is like your Lost anniversary, in a way. Lost anniversary. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Lost anniversary. Wow. Maybe on oh that boy, note, we should. Uh... <laughs> on that note, I think it's getting pretty late while we're recording. At least for some of us. Uh, so until next time, guys, uh, we'll see you all later. Bye. Good.